what's up everybody so this is uh episode three of unsolvable spaces and yeah so we right now we have matt monty and i think we're still waiting on kels the great so i communicated with Paige earlier and i don't think Paige can make it to this one uh let's go ahead and get started adrian we can um let everyone do intros on themselves and uh, get it moving unless you if you want to wait we can but i'd say let's just go for it yeah let's do it there we go um kels is up there yeah okay i'll let them uh introduce themselves starting with uh let's go with kels first yo yo what's up you guys uh, i'm kels the great i am a consultant and uh investor in this space um huge advocate advocate for DeFi, um and yeah uh, i love domaining i love cryptocurrency the blockchain everything about it and uh, looking forward to a, a great conversation awesome yeah and uh what about you monty Hey, folks, uh, Monty Khan. I'm the founder and president of Right of the Dot um, and former uh, founder and uh, CEO of Moniker.com and SnapNames.com. I've been in the domain name industry since 1995. I'm one of the original founders of the industry. Uh, was the first one to sell a domain name uh, back in 1995 for the entire industry and um, started uh, online and live auctions. Uh, brokerage for the industry appraisals escrow everything for uh, web2 domain names and um, and then advance that into digital assets and to date we've sold over 585 million dollars worth of uh, domain names both uh, web2 and web3 glad to be here that's awesome and so how did the whole story with uh, right of the dot come about like when you were founding it um, so my original company uh, that I founded um, you know, when I started in 1995, eventually became Moniker.com, which was a leading ICANN accredited registrar. Um, and we were the first ones to do not only domain registrations, but also aftermarket, turning domain names into uh, assets and selling them in the aftermarket and then doing brokerage and uh, appraisals and escrow for those uh, selling assets. And then we were one of the first ones to monetize domain traffic through uh, what is now, uh, you know, Google and uh, and Yahoo. But back then it was uh, Overture and uh, GoTo and some other <laughs> engines back in the early days. Um, when I uh, sold Moniker in 2007, um, I stayed on for three years uh, under contract for our uh, buyer and then started right at the dot in 2011, uh, actually end of 2010. Uh, to help some of the new top-level domain names uh, come to be. Um, so now, if anybody doesn't know, there's a thousand new domain extensions out there, um, and we helped several of them um, become successful and created their premium lists and uh, helped with all the auctions. I currently still do all the auctions for the industry uh, live and online um, um, at NamesCon and some of the other um, venues. Uh, so we're a registered and licensed auctioneer. Uh, we have a special license for digital assets. Um, so we're, if anybody has ever bought or seen an auction where Meekum car auctions or Christie's or Sotheby's, we're that equivalent in the domain industry. Definitely, yeah. And I know we just wrapped up an, option, an auction with you guys too. Um, I'm pretty sure it was over 100 domains, but I wasn't sure if you wanted to give an update as well on the results. 
Yeah, it was very successful. Uh, the first ever all digital asset auction, multiple sellers, multiple buyers, uh, and also in multiple currencies. Um, let me see if I got some of the latest stats here, because um, we're still actually selling domain names in the after the auction. But total sales so far is almost $130,000 worth of domain sales. Um, we did um, $85,000, $86,000 in the live auction. And since then, we've done another $42,000 in sales. We sold 93 domain names out of 168. So good sell-through rate. And still working on some aftermarket sales, uh, after auction sales. Um, so it was very successful. First time event, uh, you know, definitely made history with um, selling Web3 names like that. We, we made a market. The market was um, a knowledgeable market, obviously, a Web3 uh, uh, market that uh, knew the value of those assets. And we created new, uh, you know, broke through barriers and created new values for uh, Web3 assets. So pretty, uh, pretty successful. Monty, I actually was curious, how did you guys end up, did you accept cryptocurrency payments for the auction? And then I'm actually just kind of curious how you guys handled that on, on your side, if so. Yeah, so um, we're one of the few uh, companies in our space that's uh, a BitPay uh, partner, if anybody knows who BitPay is. And so um, it made it easy for us to accept uh, cryptocurrency. They handle, I don't know, 16 or 20 different cryptocurrencies. So we can take cryptocurrency payments in any combination you can you can you can split up your payments in you know several different cryptocurrencies if you want and fiat um so um we're a licensed escrow house also because of how long we've been doing these auctions so we accept uh you know of course uh, traditional usd and uh, cryptocurrency through bitpay and uh i'm curious about those auctions i know this is a, this was this is a, the first one really with a traditional auction house um for web3 domains and i know that for instance during the last craze for NFTs back in 2021, it was really the Christie's auctions of the uh, of a lot of the NFTs that kind of put the NFT market on the map for a lot of people, specifically the Christie's auctions for uh, Bored Apes and others like that. And so I'll just tell you, we were excited to see it, but this is our first one. And, you know, it was uh, you know, a lot of these things went off, I think, at great bargains for the people who participated in these auctions. We'll see, you know, of course, we don't know where things are going to end up in a while. Uh, but I'm actually kind of curious, what's the most expensive domain name that you guys have sold through one of your auctions in the past? And, you know, I'm assuming that's people pay with wires. I mean, are people wiring money into domain auctions? I, I just don't know how it works. I, I'm new to the uh, Web2 side of the industry. Yeah, so um, uh, again, we've sold uh, more uh, domain names uh, in auction and and in brokerage than anyone, probably all companies combined, to be honest. Um, so $585 million worth of uh, asset sales. Um, we've sold names like sex.com, which was over $13 million. I sold porn.com for $9.5 million. Um, slots, like, you know, slot machines for $5.5 million. Uh, you know, tons of names like that. Um, we specialize in premium assets. So, we generally don't deal with things in the hundreds of dollars or even the four figure range, but um, um, obviously we'll do it, um, you know, for no reserve names and other things and help a market start for sure, uh, like we did just now. Um, but generally we work on um, five, six and seven figure assets um, and we do end user marketing for those. So we go out to end user marketer, you know, end user buyers and uh, corporations and big investors and uh, venture capital firms and private equity firms and try to place um, assets with projects and new names and all kinds of things 
Um, you know, some of the most famous companies out there are, are names that we've sold uh, that I've been responsible for in the past. And yes, um, traditionally, uh, people pay by wire as a first uh, as a first um, uh, payment method. If it's something that's smaller, we do PayPal and credit cards and, um, um, you know, stuff like that. Very cool. Thanks. Sorry for all the questions. I'm just fascinated. by. Oh, it's OK. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm sure we're going to be uh, doing more of these in the future with you guys. We thought it was very interesting. And the biggest thing for us, and I just want to also say thank you for helping us with the market development, because people really underestimate how important market development is. And it's not about just putting names up for auction. It's about running an auction process that works well for everyone who's involved. But then even more importantly, I think 80 80% plus of it is the marketing behind the auction is the education behind the auction. Yes. It's all that stuff. Yeah. All that stuff behind the scenes, reaching out. And, you know, right now I just, I mean, it's a great marker to be able to say that, Hey, web three domains have been for sale at right of the dot and for people in the domain name industry. I mean, that's a big, that's a big thing to say because um, it shows that you guys have looked into it too. And, you know, first of many, right. And we'll take our time. We're not trying to rush things in here. Uh, on these markets, I actually want to, you know, we want to do a good job with these and find ways to help market these out. So, um, yeah, yeah, we, uh, this, this is, stuff. um, this is very similar in how I started this whole industry in the web two world. So, um, it was an education process. People didn't believe that they had value, you know, no one knew what a domain name was, you know, it's, it's very similar. You know, if you, if I take a, if I take a, you know, a time clock and I set it back, to 1995 when I sold the very first domain name, you know, everybody thought I was nuts and crazy and who would pay for that. And what's the internet. And there was no Yahoo or Google, or there was no search engine and there was no, there was no banner ads. Uh, you know, we had something called prodigy and CompuServe and, uh, you know, AOL started sending out discs and you're unplugging your computer to into your phone line. And, you know, it took 90 seconds to upload a website and, you know, it was, it's very archaic, but, what it did is it, you know, after we did it over and over and over again, um, I always thought of domain names as as virtual property. I used to call it virtual property, uh, digital assets back then, believe it or not, uh, because it was very similar to physical property. The metrics to measure value were very similar. For example, you know, a, a, a piece of property in the middle of Manhattan that was undeveloped was very similar to you know, a premium asset that was a domain name like autos.com or porn.com because it got lots of traffic, just like that, that street corner would get traffic. So you're more likely to sell something or attract a buyer or attract a customer because of the traffic it that it drove. And then, of course, if you build a building on it, that's like a website and a business. So then you can resell those. And uh, I see very similar uh, attributes and um you know, similarities in the Web3 world, especially when there's tool sets and tools and functionality and utility um, packaged with um, the Web3 assets more than just having a wallet address. So I'm a, I was a skeptic at first, just like, you know, people were skeptics in the domain business, but now I'm, you know, I, I definitely believe in it and I think it has a, a big future. And I think that the key is, is Web2 and Web3 working together. That's, that's a really important thing here. And, you know, I know there's probably people on the call that don't believe that Web2, you know, has a connection, but it really does uh, because of its functionality and its website capability and its email, you know, capability. Uh, one of my other ventures, uh, which Matt, I think you know about is Dot Hip Hop. So I'm the founding uh, member and managing partner for Dot Hip Hop. And we've just crossed that chasm and made Dot Hip Hop domain names, um, uh, Web3 domain names through ENS. 
And so um, we're very excited about that because now somebody can register a .hip hop domain name and have it automatically match uh, through a mapping process into a, a Web3 universe. And uh, then you can mint um, NFTs out of it. And a lot of the artists and, and um, um, you know, uh, hip hop uh, uh, community want to drop their music into NFTs and their art into NFTs and their fashion and NFTs. And we're going to give that functionality um, in less than two weeks. So pretty excited about that. Well, we'll definitely have you guys back uh, with the team that's working specifically on .hip hop probably early next year to talk about more of what's been going on um, on that space because there's been a lot of developments on the connection between DNS yep. and and blockchain that we're also very excited about. So we'll see that go. Well, so uh, sorry for interrupting there, uh, but I think we just had a lot of questions we had to go through um, because we just had that auction. Uh, Kels, uh, didn't mean to, would love to have you give give us a little background on you. I know you, uh, I think you're speaking at the upcoming Domainers Expo that's happening December 7th and 8th. Is that is that right? Do I have that right? Correct. God willing. God willing that everything's going good. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, you want to give us a preview of your speech? What are you going to, what are you going to, what's the good word? What are you going to be telling us about at the Domainer Expo uh, for those of us who may be going? You know what? Um, my perspective is probably just how forward looking uh, the domain industry is right now with the development of Web3. And so me personally, uh, I'm, I came in learning this space through Web3. And now um, just last year, I ended up taking... Uh, my guy Ishmili's course, you know, uh, Dre Academy, which is Digital Real Estate Academy. And I was able to learn the traditional side of domaining. And, you know, it's a work in progress. You know, I'm up here learning from Monty right now, just hearing him speak, um, talking about, uh, which I wanted to ask him too real quick. Um, so when would it be logical to receive like a PayPal payment or something of that nature. And then when do you decide, all right, all right, this needs to be a bank wire. You know, that, that was a question that I had instantly when you said that, because you said the smaller transactions are usually done through, you know, these intermediaries. Whereas I, I, I can answer that one. So okay. any pay, any payment over 10,000, usually you need to have a wire. Uh, and, you know, PayPal kind of maxes out at the 10,000 uh, for, for these payments. And that's a problem that we have in the, uh, in, in the current payment systems. And one of the things that I'm actually excited about uh, with Web3 domains on chain is that there's a future where when Monty needs to do an auction, he could actually have that auction on chain. Um, and, you know, you have to improve auction designs on chain. But people could pay with USDC or Bitcoin or Ethereum, and that payment would be instant. Uh, and that would potentially really uh, reduce the friction on the secondary market. So, um, yeah, Monty, am I right there? I mean, are you guys interested in, in eventually doing auctions on chain? And you think that would help people save money? Well, it doesn't actually. Well, I mean, it depends. So to, to answer to answer your question before we really don't do transactions over two thousand uh, dollars outside of paypal and we try to limit that 
even less for credit card. And the reason is because of the extra fees. We don't want our customers having to pay those extra fees and it does cost transaction fees and, and whatever. But if you think about the Web 2 process and you think about normal property, like just physical real estate, and I know it's different with Web 3, but just you know, follow through with me. Um, whenever you buy a house, uh, whenever you buy a car, you know, it goes into what's called escrow. So you want to make sure that the car and the title is, uh, you know, confirmed and changed before you release funds to the to the seller. And you want to make sure everything's good before the buyer takes, you know, takes control. And once they take control and they are in full control of something, you release the funds. So this is a very important process in Web2. And, and we are conducting the, the, this former auction in that manner just to make sure because it was our first auction just to make sure that everybody's receiving their assets, that the tokens are correct and, you know, everything's, you know, correct. But yes, uh, in the future, we would be happy to do things on chain as long as we know it's a recognizable and, and, and safe process um, for sure. And at the upcoming um, domain or expo event, we'll be holding another auction, which will be a combination of Web2 and Web3 domain names. And again, one of the, one of the things that's helped us is this Bit, BitPay partnership because, they accept crypto. Um, they release funds to us in whatever form we want. You can pay in whatever form you want. It's all safe. It's transacted. And uh, although it's not instant, it's, you know, a pretty quick process. So um, I know that that process will get better and uh, quicker, but no one's complaining about not having their assets and, you know, the same day or anything like that. But, you know, that's that's how it generally works. So we we try to um, we rely on wires in Web2 and anything that's over a couple thousand dollars, um, with exception if it's somebody that, you know, we've done business with over and over again. Um, and it also avoids chargebacks and issues with, you know, um, uh, um, disputes and other things when there's been proper transactions and escrow. And again, we're a licensed escrow and auction house, so we, we follow um, laws and rules for the entire country for that. Hey, I appreciate you answering that in totality. Um, yeah, so, I mean, did you guys want me to kind of wrap up my thought, too? or? You wanna... Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so what I'll be bringing to the table really is, you know, I'm going to be one of the younger guys that came into dom domaining through Web3. So we have these, you know, juggernauts in traditional domains like Monty over here, um, uh, my guy, oh, man, he's supposed to be here with us today, Paige. Um, I just met him recently and was able to speak with him. Um, he's supposed to be there. And so we got a lot of people that have done some serious things in Web 2. And um, what I feel that I'll be bringing is just kind of educating people on how, you know, Web 3 names work. I, I don't really call these domains because they function a little bit differently. Right. And it's all on the blockchain. So. I'll be focusing on that aspect of things and just, you know, giving uh, the information that I could provide um, to the people. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing more once we're, uh, once we're out there. And just a question to, uh, to both Monty or Kels or just Monty, like where, where do you see web three domains in three years? If you had to guesstimate based on like all your knowledge over the past few decades. So again, I, if, if I'm flashing back, uh, which is very similar to Web2 domain names, the more functionality, the more utility they have, the more powerful they will be um, and the more valuable they will be over time. And um, it's all about utility and usage and proving, um, you know, proving um, usable concepts. So um, 
if that's running down the path that it looks like it is, then um, I see them as a, as, as a, um, a major um, digital asset uh, for investment and for um, companies to have to have certain functionality and again utility that's uh, more in line with the new generation of users. Um, I, di- I do not think that Web2 domains are ever going to go away. There will always be websites and email and traditional uses of Web2. So it's again, I think that bridging that gap between Web2 and Web3, DNS with ENS and with Unstoppable and Freename and some of these other um, um, digital assets. I don't call them domain names because you know domain names are assimilated to DNS functionality, but digital assets is what I'd like to say or like the, the term I like to use for Web3 names. Um, and I think they'll be extremely um, uh, useful and necessary in the future. Yeah, I see it real similarly. And I see it just being so big. Um, right now, we got all of these different blockchains that are all developing their own name services right now. And at first, you know, people get kind of tribal in this space. Everybody kind of gets off put. You know, they want to be cult like with with whatever they find first and whatever they like. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that, you know, whatever blockchains that you're operating on right now or, or you're looking to operate on in the future, you're probably going to want your name on that blockchain as well um, just to protect your brand and also, you know, to protect your identity. And, you know, right now, I just feel like people, like I said, they're just very cult-like and not really having an open mind about this thing. But there are so many, it's like Monty said earlier, there's so many um, different TLDs within the traditional side of things, right? What we call Web2 or whatever you want to call it. So right now, we're seeing the same thing happen within the crypto space with all of these different blockchains. So me, I just think it's going to continue to get bigger. Um, And I think that within each blockchain, we might see, you know, different blockchains with different unique features for their specific naming system. Um, I'm just I'm just speculating that because um, like .eth is built on Ethereum, of course, Ethereum's technology. But you can receive all these different cryptos for different blockchains, right? We know that. Um, but what I see is that, uh, okay, you might receive some Solana to your .eth name, but within Solana, if you have your .soul, maybe there are some perks there for those people within that ecosystem. I don't know. Um, maybe you save on gas or I don't know. But I think there may be some some things that happen with that. Uh, we got... Like Monty said earlier as well, um, it's about adding value to these things. And I know that people are talking about developing like on-chain ads and things of that nature. Um, What I've been looking at recently, too, is these block explorers. They're kind of like our search engine on these different blockchains. So I can see things developing with that. And of course, you're going to need names um, to be able to read those thoroughly. So, yeah, those are some of my thoughts that I'm playing with and where I see this thing headed. Yeah. So uh, I would say that the next three years, um, I actually think it's just going to be a lot of quiet development. And uh, I think that one of the next 
kind of big investment cycles for domaining may correspond with the next big investment cycle also for crypto because the next GTLD auctions are coming up on um, ICANN. And I think that that's going to also spur a lot of new investment into the space. So that's an industry-specific event that I think could be important. Um, and, and that's like three years out. So I think that's at the tail end. But the next two years, for sure, I think is going to be about developing technology for, to make the domains easier to own in Web3. I think we found a lot of people are uncomfortable having to take custody of these domains, especially traditional domainers. And then for the ones that want to take custody for the domain names, a lot of the wallet options don't offer some of the security and backup and recovery features um, that they're looking for. And so that is going to be an area that Unstoppable Domains spends a lot of time on over the next 24 months, trying to make that a lot easier. Because I think that the first and most important use case for Web3 domains is going to be crypto payments. Um, because as Monty was pointing out earlier, traditional domains do websites pretty well, right? And, and I think DNS is going to continue to do websites pretty well for the foreseeable future. And what people want is to have the ability to ha control self-custody digital assets and have an endpoint for you know, everything that has to do with what they're doing on the blockchain. And what I mean by that is, you know, look up all my different crypto addresses, see my NFTs, be able to be able to find some information about me. I think that stuff is maybe new, and that's the creative use case. It was actually something that we did the, earlier this week, uh, working with a partner that gives your domain name a safety score, which I thought was also uh, pretty interesting because you know when I go on the internet, I like to see um, you know reviews for the websites that I'm going to. I like to know that the Google lock right that shows that this is a secure connection is up there for that website there's all sorts of kind of safety things that we have on the internet now that we kind of take for granted but if you go back in time 25 years ago uh verisign had to come out and make those certificates so that you knew that you were visiting the right website like there was a company that had to issue that type of thing you just have to buy one to launch a website it was like 250 bucks or something it was kind of crazy um, but and we're starting to see that same type of thing emerge on Web3 domains. Uh, so I don't know. I think there's a lot of innovation there. Monty, throwing it back to you, what types of, you said that, you know, actual utility for these things is what's going to drive the adoption. I'm wondering if you have thought about what some of those features might look like as someone who's a domainer and, who can, and you know, knows a lot of the people in this market who think long term. What are the things that you guys are looking to happen in Web3? What kind of technical developments or features or utility usage um, do you think would help push adoption? So um, as I mentioned before, um, with Dot Hip Hop, um, we were really excited because we built a bridge interface between um, Web 2 and Web 3. Um, and the, 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 the sole purpose of that was to, of course, address the Web 3 um, user base and what will be the future user base. Um, there's been a handful of, uh, of hip hop artists uh, that have launched their albums and their songs on the blockchain using uh, tokens. And they became instant platinum artists because they've dropped their music right into, a, right into an NFT um, that got tokenized and then spread across different wallets. 
And so that's one of the initial things that we're going to be doing with um, Dot Hip Hop, where uh, an artist, again, can mint uh, subdomains under Dot Hip Hop and then create their NFTs and then drop their music and their albums and their arts and their fashion, their creations into those NFTs and then spread them through um, various wallets that people are desiring to get. And then, of course, in the token will be the monetary um, um the monetary distribution on who gets what, who gets paid what, how uh, funds are distributed. In the traditional sense, if people remember, you know, artists in general, uh, and specifically hip-hop artists, got ripped off uh, from the record labels and companies because the um, record label took full advantage of their distribution rights, and they were left with no distribution rights. And this solves that problem in the music industry. And with that hip-hop, um, it's a lot more than music because hip hop is a culture uh, and a community. And so we think that having um, that capability in the blockchain helps the community out also for charitable purposes to help um, existing and future artists with um, health care, um, distribution of assets to their family members uh, through wills and legacy um, distribution. Um, there's all kinds of really cool features in the future um, that I think we'll do that. Um, other things are link trees, um, um, sharing music with each other. Uh, there's a partner of ours called Milos where um, people can go on and uh, collaborate a song with with um, famous artists and take clips and riffs from those particular music. And then they create their own NFT and distribute that. And then you can actually become a, a hit artist from collaborating with a, a, an existing musician that's famous. And then everybody gets their distribution rights. So those types of functionality and those types of things, I think, will be really good and, and valuable for the Web3 world, linking with Web2. And then I have to ask about Web3 auction stuff. I just have to ask because you're in the auction business. Uh, have you guys thought about ever considering doing some auction type things in the Web3 space? And then maybe a follow on question, if that's a no. Well, we, we um, just did it. <laughs> well, well, so I meant on chain. Like, have you got you ever guys you ever considered you know using some of the technology to execute some of your auctions? Sure, um, sure. I, I, I mean, yeah. there's no auction functionality on on chain right now that does that, but um, we're totally open to it. I mean, I'm 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 always about being the first to cross the chasm and and create and and uh, and invent things that no one's done before. We're, that's how we we've that's what I've done all my domaining career as we were the first to market on, you know, 20 different things that now are standard in the industry, including who is privacy. So that was something I invented out of our shop at Moniker uh, to keep people's information private. Um, and now it's a standard, uh, you know, standard requirement from ICANN. Uh, it was, you know, pushed against back in the, back in the day, everybody was like, you know, how can you make things private, you know? And then of course now it's, it's required, <laughs> but yes, I'm, I'm totally for uh, using on-chain auctions and using that technology um, you know, it's not something I think we're going to be building ourselves, but we're looking to partner with somebody who can do that for us or with us. Okay. Well then for sure, we'll talk to yeah. you guys. Uh, so, cause we've, we've thought about it internally. And one of our biggest things is that we don't have any of the, um, licenses and we don't have any of the routines or the processes for running auctions. Right. And, right. and it's complex, you know, especially because, uh, you don't want to have bad actors. And so it's not only about bad actors, know... it's, you have to follow rule, you know, believe it or not, you have to, you, you have to be licensed to auction anything. And there's so many auctions going on that are unlicensed and all it takes is one, um, one federal official to come in and, and start finding you for not um, being properly licensed because an auction 
require certain rules and regulations to avoid um, uh, shill bidding, uh, bad actors, like you're saying, making sure that yeah. um, you are who you say you are. And so I know some people had issues with providing some of that information, some of that um, contact information when they filled out the forms to participate in our auction. But it's absolutely necessary. It's required by law. There's no way around it. Um, you may think that if it's on the blockchain, you don't have to do it, but you do. If you want to have a legal, proper, vetted auction where there's a proper exchange of assets to funds and vice versa. So it's really important. Well, it, I think it's also important for consumers and for customers because you know what the real price is. And one of the things that you see um, on a lot of on-chain auction houses, which is one of the reasons why we have not invested in, um, at, at, in, in any of that uh, secondary market transaction sales is actually um, the wash sales where I think you were calling it like fake bidding, right? I don't know the correct word for it, but it's like wash, wash sales or fake bidding or false bidding. Um, you also have to worry about money laundering. There's rules back there. But I actually think what affects customers is the wash sales because no one knows what the real price is. Whereas if you have a regulated, if you have a regulated auction, um, like if, if I see an auction go off in open sea, I don't know if the guy sold the, the board ape to himself, right? Uh, but if you have a, if you have an auction at a regulated auction house like Christie's when they were when they were doing it at Christie's, you knew that the person who was buying that, you know, that was a real price, yep. um, and that's that's one of the biggest things about doing it because it, you know, it, if you don't have good pricing information then you can't make other good decisions. And that's why that's why I was very excited to be working with you guys. This last one, because all of those sales that happen through right of the dot for our domain names, I mean, that's the market clearing price with real buyers who are vetted. You know, that's the price. And that's yes. so much better to have real information than false information. Yep, You can't have, you know, there is no shill bidding. Um, you know, we we detect that right away and we eliminate that. And if there is detection of something like that, then, you know, the domain will go to the, you know, go to the proper buyer. So, um, it's, uh, it is a, it's, it, 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 that confidence level when you're doing, you know, assets like this is extremely important. Like you said, with buyer and seller, you need to know that you're confident that the asset is proper. The, the seller and the buyer are, are, are vetted and proper. And, um, um, it's, it's very rare that people and assets slip through the cracks like that. Um, we've had, issues in web two where a guy submitted a name and he forgot that it wasn't in his inventory from three years ago, but that stuff is caught obviously at, you know, at the hammer. And so then, um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a recourse for that, you know, that that person's responsible for paying the auction fees because they made that mistake or they thought they had the plural and they submitted the singular. And so, you know, you do who is checks and you try to, you know, vet that stuff out, but you know, same thing, same kind of process has to happen with uh, Web3 domain names as well. Yeah, I, I do think that on the settlement aspect, there's things that we can do in the smart contracts to make some of those pieces a little bit easier. Like you can just check the person's wallet to see um, if they have the domain. And then, you know, you could ask them to deposit it to a contract for the duration of the auction uh, so that, you know, you have it in an inventory. It doesn't move somewhere else. Things like that. Um but yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> sorry, I'm nerding out here. Uh, I think the auctions dynamics are very interesting. And we've been asked, just the Unstoppable Domains community has been asking us to do um, auctions for a very long time. And my response has always been, 
for several years that you guys have no idea how regulated auctions are. <laughs> and I'm just like, and we, and it took us a while to find somebody to work with, but we finally found right at the dot. Um, and, you know, so we're stepping in it slowly. And again, there's a big difference between <laughs> quality of auction, like quality of auction is super important. Um, and I just want to say thank you, Monty, for running what we think is a high quality auction. And I just think about it in my head, just like the Christie's auctions that we had for all those NFTs um, and PP, PFPs and you know, all the stuff that they did there a couple of years ago. And honestly, I think domain names have a longer history of auctions, you know, 25 years for these digital assets. Um, so yeah, hopefully we're only getting started with these things. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that, I, you know, again, I was the first to market to do it. And what I did, you know, I saw an auction at Sotheby's in New York. And I'm like, why can't we sell a domain name just like you see a piece of property and, an, and, a, and a piece of art selling in, in, a, in a Christie's or Sotheby's auction? And so I brought it, I brought the concept to the very first uh, conference in our industry back in 2000 and, oh God, it was 2004 or something. And um, Rich Schwartz, who's a OG uh, and a couple, was a client and, of course, a friend of mine, started the first uh, domain conference basically called uh, Traffic. And I brought the concept to them and uh, I hired a antique auctioneer, explained what a domain name was and just, you know, used the same simulation to physical property like, a, you know, a piece of real estate. And he got it right away and he was a older guy and he just made jokes and made it fun and people raised their paddles in the air. And that was before we brought it online too. And, um, the concept was like, you know, and you didn't have a physical asset. You showed the name up on the screen with a, you know, a projector <laughs> and, uh, everybody in the room, of course, who was invested in the industry understood that, you know, it was computer.com or autos.com and they knew how valuable that was. And uh, of course, we've evolved things since then. And now it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's handled just like, you know, any other asset. The difference is um, with domain names, as everybody knows, is that you don't really truly own the domain name. It's a subscription. And if you do not pay your subscription, um, the name goes back out into the public for someone else to register. So you have the right to use it. So as long as you pay the renewal prices, you are, re you know, you have the right to use it. So you're buying that subscription rights contract just like it was a physical piece of asset or property. Um, but it is a right to use and subscription um, rights model instead of, you know, full ownership of something because you still have to pay for it every year annually. Well, uh, so I wish all this stuff was easier to build uh, Monty because it'd be like, let's just do it next week. But uh, let's, you know, let's do something with dot hip hop. Uh, we, you know, obviously it takes a while for us to build a tech. Um, and I think the, the hardest part is connecting the web two stuff to the web three stuff. Like that takes the most, um, that takes the most effort. But uh, if you're interested, uh, we're interested. We should do something probably like, you know, give us a little bit of time, but let's talk about oh, it. Yeah, for sure. And like, like I said, we just did it. So uh, we just built uh, the bridge between web two and web three through ENS. So uh, we worked with a company called Cortex, uh, which some people might know who that is. And, um, we accomplished that. So uh, we'll be releasing the, the first version of that out uh, probably in a week. And we're pretty excited about it. And you'll be able to, you know, start minting uh, NFTs off of uh, domain names from dot hip hop, uh, their subdomains. So it's pretty cool functionality. Awesome. Yeah, I, I was referencing an uh, on-chain auction, but we'll we'll catch up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sorry, Adrian. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's really cool. Um, so since you've been since you've been in the industry for a really long time, did you have a mentor who taught you everything that you know, or did you kind of just learn it as you went? 
or what was like the best source for for figuring things out along the way? Um, I kind of went at it uh, on my own. So um, how the idea came to me was that uh, I was in the medical business. I sold big capital equipment right out of college. And uh, a friend of mine who was the director of pharmacy at one of my main hospitals, he had a son who wrote a thesis paper on how domain names were like real estate. And that's kind of how it all started. So when I, they asked me to read this thesis paper and immediately something clicked in my head that um, I, I like immediately got it. Just like some of you on this call immediately got the web three side. And uh, I was so excited about it that, um, you know, I, I started thinking about the infinite world of, of domain names and the fact that, you know, this, this, you know, you can run out of property, you know, physical property, because, you know, land can disappear, you know, if it's all used up, but with domain names, adding another character, adding another letter, another number, you know, it's basically infinite, you know, it can go on and on. Um, there's, there's literally trillions of opportunities, you know, trillions of investment opportunities. And even though some of them may not make sense now, um, some of them didn't make sense, you know, 25 years ago, and they do now. So um, um, I started registering domain names back in 1994, 1995, when it was all paper process, you know, you look things up on the computer, but you have to send in your, your registration forms. It was so archaic. You waited two weeks to see if that you got the name and um, 2000 names later um, and $140,000 in investment. Um, I was like, okay, now what do you do? <laughs> How do you monetize it? It's never been monetized before. So you're holding all this property that's never, ever been sold before. No one's ever sold it. You know, how would you sell it? How do you change ownership? So uh, I went to that company uh, called Network Solutions, who was the monopoly back then. And um, when I was ready to sell a domain name, I went to their offices and we worked for three days straight on the process of changing ownership from one owner to another and how that works, that process. How, how, do, how do you validate who the buyer is, the seller and all that stuff? And so we created that first transaction. And then you know, my first year sold 14 names, paid for all the renewals. Second year sold like 22 more names, paid all the renewals again, plus profit. And then I'm like, hell, there's, you know, 25 people who have just as good a names as I do or better. Uh, let's see if I can offer the service to them. And that's how the brokerage and the auction stuff started. And so we did our first big, we did a lot of little auctions by email, you know, like send in your best offer and email. You have, you have one shot to send in your best offer. And we sold wallstreet.com, which was the first million dollar domain name in 1999 for $1.3 million, $1.03 million. And then um, no one believed it. And, you know, but we did. And it, it wasn't even sold to a Wall Street company. It was sold to a, a casino in St. Kitts uh, who bet on whether the, the stock market went up and down every day. <laughs> and that's how that was their business model. And then we sold autos.com. Um, and that same year in December for $2.2 million and that's what sealed it. And then all of a sudden the market started. That's awesome. Okay. We are right at the 45 minute mark. So we do have to kind of wrap it up, but before we do, is there anything that, uh, you want to plug first Monty and then, uh, Kels? Well, I don't want to plug anything. Just, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm here to help the web three industry to, uh, you know, create new markets and uh, we're excited about the next auction and uh, working with um, all the various companies and all the various uh, sellers and buyers to uh, help put this market on the map and legitimize it. And uh, through our license auction process, that's what we plan on doing. And then, of course, a um, uh, big shout out to our dot hip hop efforts because uh, we've actually crossed that Web 2, Web 3 bridge and um, 
everybody should look at getting those domain names because uh, you'll be able to get them on, on the blockchain too, which is the first time that's going to happen. Awesome. And then anything you want to wrap up with, Kels? Um, nah, not really, man. I mean, it was a good discussion and, um, I appreciate y'all having me here. I just want to tell everybody, you know, keep building. I know we're in a bear market right now. Things can be tough. Um, but you know, just keep going, stay strong, keep your vision, you know, um, and continue to network with people, continue to learn. Um, uh, cause this is the time when people, you know, they lose sight, uh, they capitulate, you know, they fall off, they go and they start doing other things. They get distracted, but, you know, it's a key time to really show that you, you know, you, you believe in what your initial thesis was. So just keep going, stay positive, you know, and let's go. Keep building. Love it. Love it. My And I'll, I'm going to plug the next ride of the dot auction with unstoppable domains. So we don't have one scheduled, but I really enjoyed the first one. So I'm going to plug that, uh, at the end. Appreciate what we're going to do one at uh, domain, uh, the domainers expo. So, uh, we'll, we'll have a combo web two, web three auction there. Perfect. It's coming. hundred percent. Well, yeah, that, that wraps it up. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Monty. Thank you, Kels. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank you.